Good morning, everyone. It's Dr. P, and welcome to another episode of the Daily Inspirational Podcast. I hear that jingle in my head every time I think about the Daily Inspirational Podcast. Hey, I just want to say thanks for tuning in and um, thanks for telling other people about the podcast. Seems to be moving along quite well and I'm enjoying myself. Yeah, there, there's always a moment for a lot of controversy and anger and being upset at things that are going on. It's just part of the world we live in. But today I want to take maybe a teeny bit different approach. I'm, I want to introduce you to a friend of mine and a patient as well. His name is Amir Chaudhry. And um, he's going to join me today on the podcast. He called me about, I don't know, maybe a month ago. He's like, hey, Doc, I listen to your podcast, you and Joe Rogan. I'm like, that's cool. Anybody that puts my name in the same sentence with Joe Rogan in a podcast can't be bad. So anyway, I was pretty fired up. I said, what's going on? He said, I'd love to come on your podcast. He said, I listen to it so often and um, I kind of get what you're doing, just hanging out and talking to people about important things and yet also being so lighthearted to just uh, let it flow. So I said, okay. So anyway, you're going to hear our conversation today and it's kind of a little bit about how we met and you know, uh, our first meeting and how our relationship developed and a little bit about his family, my family, of course, a little bit of storytelling and, you know, maybe more importantly about business and what this whole epidemic has done to it. You see, Amir is the uh, vice president of business development for Here Engineering. And uh, they're a software company that works within, uh, you know, the cloud. I don't know how to say it any more than that. Uh, we're not going to talk too much about cloud dynamics, but how the uh, the government's ability to uh, help us financially and what the PPP means in unemployment. So we had some things to shed uh, to shed light on about that. Um, so I thought it would be uh, fun to have him come on and just sit down and have a conversation and share it with you to get your mind off of some of the more heavy things in life. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy the podcast. Well, here we are. It's been a long time in the making, hasn't it? Yes, sir. I want to welcome you to the show, my man. Thanks, man. I missed you. Yeah. You know, um, for those out there who I haven't talked to about this particular podcast yet, uh, Amir and I have been friends now for, what, six, seven years, maybe? Probably. Yeah. yeah. And of course, you started out in my office as a patient. Yeah. What was, what was that all Limp- about? <laughs> limping into the into hey. the office. Yeah. Yeah, no, I remember I had some, uh, because I had some, inj- I'm, I'm 42 now, but I, in my 20s, I had some bad injuries, like in my neck. I always thought it was from basketball or, or working out, and yeah. it was my, uh, like, the cervical issue up up there, and then there was a like lumbar issue, and it was just, I was just tight everywhere, yeah. you know, that's that's what led me to you. I remember those days. Mm. We, I think we talked mm-hmm. more than we treated. 90% of it was probably just talking, yeah. trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. And that's why, yeah, that's, I think that's why I miss our conversations because that's, that's where most of the help was, right? I always feel like, yeah, I'm glad you said that mm-hmm. because, you know, in, in, in society today, we think of doctors as mm-hmm. healers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of a general concept, but, uh, you know, I, I, I can't buy that. I just can't. It doesn't work for me because... I've never, I can't heal somebody. They can only heal themselves. And if I can't remove what's 
affecting their capacity to heal, they won't heal no matter what I do to them. I always use this scenario, right? Let's say you mm. broke your arm. So you're playing cricket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because we were talking why, about why cricket. Why has it got to be cricket? No. <laughs> it was some funny example <laughs> yeah. earlier about cricket. Uh, but anyway, let's say you did fall down an athletic mm. event. You break your, your humerus. Mm-hmm. You break the bone in two. Now, if you don't do anything like proactive to try to heal it, quote unquote, yeah. Will it heal? Well, the answer is, of course it will heal, but it won't heal the way you want. Mm-hmm. It's going to heal kind of all calcified and crappy yeah. with a weird angle to the bone because you didn't set it. Yeah. But any healing that happened, it happened because it was happening with inside of you. Then you look at somebody who had the same injury and it says, okay, I, I went to an emergency center and I had an orthopedic doctor take a look at it. And then when the doctor opened up the arm in, and you know did surgery yeah. on it, he put screws in it. Well, did the screws heal the tissue? No, mm-hmm. they just held the tissue in a different position so the body would heal, would heal it and that the outcome would be different. Mm-hmm. So when you come out of surgery, the physician would say to you, Amir, uh, surgery went fine. I want you to go home now for about six weeks, heal up, come back and see us, mm-hmm. and we'll evaluate when the start of your PT program will be. Hey, okay, yeah. but did you catch what he said or okay. she said? Hey, man, go home and heal. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> You're gonna heal on your own. Yeah. That's the whole dang thing. So being in like my relationship with you early on was one where I looked at your physiology and your overall mm. physical prowess, and I said, "This guy's actually in pretty good shape." Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, I don't. I'm not sure he's supposed to be hurting with all this stuff the way he is, even though he had injuries. Mm. So at that time, we had conversations about everything, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I think it was it was the thing I learned the most was that you know life was getting too busy and I was I was um I wasn't taking enough time on myself and working out and stretching and doing all those things that you need to do to you know those fundamental things right like yeah. you, you just forget about those things and not being consistent in the, in the gym and I think just those little things of stretching and doing more core things and doing more uh and just being more consistent in the gym was helping to kind of get back in there do you yeah. think that you started to become more aware of your environment, in the of your environment at that time. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, just just trying to figure out, like, okay, you you got three kids now, you've got three jobs, you know, the right. businesses and stuff, and you, you've got to figure out a you better figure it out if you don't find that time to for yourself and and working out and uh, you know just you know walk, doing better with what you eat and yeah. doing better with the gym and doing better with just the, the core things and you, there's going to be something missing, right? You know, when I look at where you were and how you've progressed, which I expected you to tremendously mm-hmm. in business and at home and your family and your spiritual life, all these things are what I saw in you when I met you. And then we had conversations. And one thing that I noticed about our conversations was <clears throat> there'd be time when times when you would put too much weight into one specific thing. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if, I I, I suspect it might be a a male thing because I do it too sometimes. And I have to remind myself and be aware Mm -hmm. that when I look at something and I think that's my biggest obstacle today and I go, I'm not so sure it's even an obstacle at all. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's been a gift. It's something that says, hey, life doesn't happen to me. It happens for me. It presents me with things to make me stronger. And here it is. Right? Isn't that what a relationship is? Mm-hmm. How many years have you guys been married, you and your wife now? 12. 12. Just had a 12 year anniversary. Isn't yeah. there something going on with you, or is there anything I yeah, should know about? A, we have three. 
three kids, nine, uh, seven, and, and four, and we got another one on the way. Just we just <laughs> we can announce it now because it's been a little over, it's over a little over three months. I was telling my wife like. There's nothing else to do during quarantine. <laughs> like, I started to sweat quarantine, for a baby. <laughs> yeah, I was sweating, yeah. thinking, "Oh my god, I just brought something up." No, there. no. But your lovely wife will be like, "Hey, you don't want to tell no, them about we've that." We told people. Yeah, yeah. We, we just started telling people. The That's last exciting. Weeks. Yeah. So you're gonna have three girls. Third and a girl. Boy. Yeah. Third oh my girl. gosh. And I and mm-hmm. tell me, how much are you in love with your family? What's they're, going on there? It's awesome, and, and this has been great. Just to like. You know, just to reset and all be yeah. together, uh, and just finding that time, right? Like you, you sometimes you get too busy, and you realize, like, oh, I'm just I'm busy. And the the way we're set up with our jobs, right? You might only get an hour or two with your family, with your kids. So this is this is actually cool, and I think it's going to change a lot of a lot of how companies do business, a lot of how people, you know, figure out what's what's important to them. You know, speaking of business mm-hmm. and this whole scenario i mean obviously this covid thing is out there so we got to deal with it somewhere yeah. or another yeah <clears throat> you know i've seen a lot of people just become opportunists with this as well mm-hmm. uh, i'm not sure that i totally agree with that but i certainly understand capitalism that if you can help somebody out but every time the television turns on it's a disclaimer if you will in these difficult times mm. it's like why don't we just imprint that on our forehead yeah you know there's got to be a time when we stop seeing it as these difficult times yeah how about these wonderful times yeah because you and i have spent more time with our families haven't Mm, we and i I assume our listeners have as well how many hours a week are you putting in or how prior to this how many hours a week would you be away from the house working on your businesses i mean most of the days like every day at least uh you know five to 10 hours a day outside you know out of the out of out of the out of the house yeah and depending on where you are i mean obviously i have a day job so you're at the office and then uh but i mean i I work from home when i want but then with the businesses yeah you've got to spend time you gotta you've got to be there so um yeah that's how you get anywhere yeah you know but then again you know you look at it let's say you put in 70 hours a week at work Mm -hmm. It's a, probably an average number for a lot of achievers in America, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you put in 80 hours a week, 70 hours a week. You come home and you want that time with the kids and your family, but it's already late. Mm-hmm. So you're probably doing what I did. You're, well, you passed the diaper thing, but you're mm-hmm. coming back into you're it again. Kind of, yeah. But you know, you come home, you give baths, you read some books, you get mm-hmm. a little kisses and it's yeah. over in like an hour. Yeah. So yeah. the best time of your day, truly, yeah. is only an hour. Yeah. I'm a bummer. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's um it's been interesting because now when you're home, I mean, the, I feel like the the connections obviously are a little bit they're more meaningful, right? There's yeah. there's more time being spent, um, you know, just making sure you're spending that couple of hours where you can just break in the middle of the day and just go out. Like, when can you go out at two three p.m. and go out for a, a run with the kids and go? They're going bike bike riding, and that's it's been great. It's know? almost like I, I'm with you. Like I've always known. Mm-hmm. that I, I need balance. Not, I'm always working at balance, mm-hmm. I should say. I always am. So I think it's important as like when I look at myself and I look at others, I'm like, we should have been working on this balance for much of our life. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like people are hitting a brick wall. Yeah. And and to be honest with you, it's it's needed. We need to hit a brick wall once in mm-hmm. a while for the reboot. Yeah. Now listen, if you're somebody like maybe myself, I've been working at this forever, but it taught me something. Like there was a time not long ago, maybe six, seven months ago, my daughter Angelina, she's 14 and 
you know, I just, she's the love of my life, mm. right? I love being with her. Mm. But she's so social and she's such a good kid that mm. she's out at a friend's house on Friday night mm-hmm. and she's with them Saturday to Saturday night and I get her for an hour on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, that's not what I wanted. I yeah. want to be with my kids. Mm. So now when she's home, we're home. We've been buying, like, on the back porch, mm-hmm. I've got a bunch of... Uh, uh, tomato plants okay. sitting out there. There's six tomato plants. That's uh, her baby. She is so over the moon about that. Okay. Dad, can we go buy tomato plants? Of course we can. So we go out together. Then we come back and I'm working on the, the landscaping around the house and who's right by my side mm-hmm. doing it all with me. Mm-hmm. We're laughing, we're telling jokes mm-hmm. and I got that thing that I might have easily lost in our children and you have three, I have two. Mm-hmm. How fast will it be, and we're experiencing already, that our children's development is happening quite rapidly as well. Mm-hmm. And before we know it, they're gonna be off creating their own lives. Yeah. And we're gonna have missed something and hoping that, well, we provided for them. Right, yeah, not okay. enough. Yeah. It's not enough. Because mm-hmm. you know, you think about it, your kids, you've already provided enough love and communication, right? They're mm-hmm. going to take that. That's the important thing. Mm-hmm. Your kids, do you think they're capable of making their own way in the world, mm-hmm. financially becoming stable and being secure in their own? Of course they are. Mm-hmm. But how are they going to get that way? Mm-hmm. Because you and your wife are going to show them how to get there. Mm-hmm. But are you going to do it through a lecture? No. Can't. You yeah. can't. You're going to have to love each other. You and your wife, the way you are, obviously there's another one on the way. So it's all in motion, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, it should be, it's interesting. And yeah, absolutely. I think um, just just having those just more bonding experiences, more yeah. richer experiences with them has been great. It's been a great reset in, in a lot of ways, right? Yeah. Tell me about what's going on at home, because you were mentioning something off camera about having your in-laws with you now. Yeah, the, our in-laws, um, they were in Boylston for... for you know, a decade or so and recently sold their house before the whole quarantine and uh, they've been with us since since I guess January, February. So yeah. um it's been great, man. It's uh And they're in the quarantine type thing too, a little older gentleman. Yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, sixties and fifties. So yeah. <laughs> that's me, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little older like you. Right. No, no. Um but they're they're uh yeah, they're you know they're they've been great they've been they're a great part of our our family our kids adore them and uh, my wife is very devoted to her parents and and so it's just been great to have them around and and just uh, around the kids and around yeah. with us so do they mm-hmm. are they comfortable now you know obviously they're not in where they were before they're with yeah. you guys yeah. do they make the transition okay that's comfortable or was that hard it, the transition has been great uh you know they have they have their own space in the house, but you can tell that they want their own. They yeah. want their own place. You know they want their own space yeah. and privacy. When do you point. think that'll happen? It's a good question. You know, with everything that's going on, I you know I don't want them to feel like they're rushed to, to yeah, leave. Yeah, to go you know? make a move. Yeah, but I would say I would say later this year maybe. Yeah. 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 So you're even your children get more time with their grandparents. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's yeah. your wife's grandparents. But yeah. th- is your wife comfy having her mom and dad there for support? Oh, she, she loves it. Yeah. yeah, she loves it. She's pretty dedicated. She's the favorite daughter, I'd say. And she's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's, she's, you know, she's the one who, she's the first. You yeah. know, she's got three younger sisters herself. But she's yeah. always been the one who's... Uh, you know, very tight with with her mom. I think she, you know her, her mom had her when she was really young, so yeah. they've been they've always been really tight. So they're both awesome cooks, which is great for me. <laughs> it's you know after we just got talked about your fast about my fast, <laughs> yeah. But they're they're awesome. They're awesome cooks, both of them. When they're in the kitchen together, they're, they're crushing it. Yeah, and um, 
we benefit. Yeah, why not? Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, you have a full house. Yeah. A lot of people don't have a full house. Mm. You know, like I have some siblings mm. that don't have uh, a spouse. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's got to be a little more difficult for somebody who's sitting home, you know, yeah. and doesn't have somebody there every day. It's nice to come home to, you know, my kids and my wife and just yesterday we sat on the back porch and till late afternoon and I had cooked some ribs on the grill and mm. my wife and I had a little adult beverage. It mm. was, it was nice. The kids were out there. Music was playing. I'm like, I actually have everything I ever want. And that's amazing. You know, <clears throat> I shouldn't say that I have everything I need. Mm. And what I've learned about life is this, is that there's a lot of things I want. And I don't know if that's just a human thing. I believe it probably is. But in a world in America, in a capitalistic country, where I can know that I can, if I want it, I can work for it and get it. Mm. I know that that's important. But to what extent? So right. I work really hard. I make money. I, trace, I chase dreams to get things that I want. Mm-hmm. And then I realize something, that I already have everything I need. Yeah. And I knew it again last night by sitting on that back porch. Mm-hmm. And then I listened to some of the kids that I life coach, and they're struggling to mm. the point where I'm really concerned about what's happening in the developmental minds of the youth today who are going through this particular moment in time. Yeah. And I'm like, holy crud. And when I sit and chat with them, I'm like, you don't understand. You know, like 1930s, we had a Great Depression. Why do I mention it? Because my mom lived through it. Mm. So she was dealing with just a complete lack of everything. Remember the old, remember, because you and I weren't there, but we've seen mm-hmm. it in pictures where they would line up for soup and bread. Mm-hmm. And that's the way the world was at the time. Yeah. And if you were living in London and it was being crushed in a blitzkrieg, mm-hmm. what do you do now? You do what humans are meant to do. You just get up and you start all over again. Mm-hmm. And how many times do you think people like you and I have already reinvented ourselves along the journey and the path we've already taken? It's amazing. Yeah, no, it's cool to see, you know, what you've done also with the podcast. But like, it, I'm not surprised because, again, 90 percent of the time we spend talking. And, <laughs> right. Yeah, I think you 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 realize probably early that, you know, a lot of people's problems, you, you can you can help them by by just talking to them and figuring out where they're at. And obviously there's, you know, the, the physical aspect of, uh, yeah. of working on their bodies. But that that's temporary. Right. If right. you can get to the source of it. And, wow. uh, and help people out and that's where I feel like we're, we're at. that's why I don't see you as much because right? Right. I think you you, you help that well you I'm know? glad you know I must say I'm glad you said that it's mm. just an honest moment but mm-hmm. sometimes it's those are the things that we need to hear to mm-hmm. reaffirm that you know you're making a difference by helping somebody and I found that if you live a life now you know I've lived 55 years mm-hmm. it's a life if it's a life worth living then it's a life worth sharing And in many instances, it's a life worth recording for the next. Mm -hmm. So to be able to go into my practice, per se, and, you know, somebody is dizzy, we'll say. Mm -hmm. They're not feeling very good. They're Mm -hmm. spinning and they're dizzy. So they could go through a battery of examinations to try to figure out what makes them dizzy. But did you talk to them? You know, it's like, so you've been dizzy, huh? Yeah. And I already know the doctor portion of it. If they have a dizziness, is it a vertigo where they're spinning or do they feel like they're on a ship? Mm. Are they sweating often? Is it happening at night? Do they have weird beating in their chest? All that stuff that you would think from the science perspective. Mm. But every once in a while, I'll be like, so I haven't heard you talk about your dog lately. Mm. And there it is. They lost their dog. Mm. Dog died. I'm like, oh man, I am so sorry. And in that moment, there's a level of empathy because we grew up with dogs and they all died. 
and it hurts. It's painful. And in that moment, somebody needs a hug and they need a little connection. Mm-hmm. Why not? Mm-hmm. Well, society says we can't. Mm-hmm. Well, not society. The, the, the health profession. You have to be the right doctor right. to be able to put your arms around somebody today. Right. I mean, didn't that Mr. Fauci guy tell us we were all done shaking hands for the rest of the of eternity? <laughs> for the year. I mean, yeah. w- are you dumb? Yeah. You just got to be dumb to even mm-hmm. say those two words. Don't mm-hmm. say, say those words. We're mm-hmm. not going to shake hands. Mm-hmm. We're not going to embrace. Mm-hmm. I'm like, huh? This one young girl said to me the other day, she goes, I don't, I don't think we'll ever, the population's going to drop. Mm-hmm. I go, what? She goes, we're never going to be able to have sex again. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, we can't be together. There's no yeah. social engagement. It's going to be this way forever. I'm like, no, no it isn't. Exactly. It's just. What's wrong with people? Yeah. It's like, it's not going to be this way forever. It's crazy. But it's, you know, if you look at where we are today, this is a real epidemic. I obviously mm-hmm, understand mm-hmm. that. But we've put a massive lens on it and we've made it maybe a little bit more scary than it needs to be. Yeah. I mean, in this time of social media and, and just overload of media everywhere right it's no surprise right Ugh. that that something like this could could go there and obviously it's it's serious it's 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 a contagious uh disease but um you know i think i think we just gotta get perspective on it and we've got to figure out how to how to work and still live our lives because this is right. this is now we've got to move on at some point you know speaking of podcast mm-hmm. uh, this is the next one i, I really want to record so i'll give a little preview of it is it's about the pause button. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, every device has a pause button. And our brain now has learned how to develop its own pause button. So we've mm-hmm. paused out the fact that let's forget about this moment and just wait for it to end mm-hmm. so that on the other side we can go back to the way it was. Yeah. That's not going to happen to me. Yeah. It can't happen. We're primed for change. Mm-hmm. And as someone once taught me, sometimes you need to make a move in your life mm-hmm. in order to... You really to get back to the passion that makes you go and if you don't life will kick you in the head mm-hmm. whether you like it or not and it will tell you move mm. if I could mm-hmm. I won't mm-hmm. sing that ludicrous song move. but a move bitch yeah. <laughs> yeah. get out the way yeah. you gotta go sometimes and yeah. then when you get struck by life and you get beaten and kind of kicked down and then you talk to somebody else who resonates the same message and then you talk to another and another and another now you've got what we call the collective nature and humans are collective tribes Mm -hmm. and what we all begin to say is led by somebody and if that person is saying it too loud without any without enough scientific background to it then it gets a little wonky. And I think that's where we are now. We don't know what this virus is going to do in, in a week from now, in a month from now, in a year from now. It may fade its way out like SARS did. Yeah, I don't really know. Yeah. But we have, uh, we're in a tough spot as a community right now. Exactly. But but what you said about reinvention, it just, you know, the, I think you and I are on the same page. We, we want to move on. We want to get get you know get our lives moving but at the same time we got to reinvent and yeah. all these people right who are what you see on pictures like they're at whatever the ozarks and they're all hanging out in the in, right. a, in a pool together that's also crazy because yeah. yes you want to go back to a life but we also have to reinvent ourselves that life can still be lived and you can still enjoy yourself sure. but guess what let's be careful and let's wear let's wear a mask let's maybe distance a little bit but you know what i mean let but you've got to be smart about it reinvent reinvent but uh th- these people who are just you know protesting in in the 
government, you know, the governor. They're just protesters they're just anyway. Protesting because yeah. they want, like you said, they want to go back to the way it was. It, yeah. it may not go back to the way it was. Right. We need to reinvent. So, But that doesn't mean that if it doesn't go back to the way it was, that it's going to be bad. Actually, it yeah. could be way better no, it than it be ever better. was. Yeah. Like I shop at this grocery store mm-hmm. and you can't get into the store until somebody leaves, right? Mm-hmm. So you wait outside. But first, my first thought was, yuck. It was mm-hmm. cold and it was windy and I'm like, what is going on here? I got to yeah. stand outside. So I was a little put off, but at the same time, I'm like, take a deep breath and relax because that's what I'm kind of geared to do. Yeah. I finally get into the into the uh, um, the shopping center and oh my God, what a wonderful experience. Mm-hmm. Because prior to this particular time, it was 500 people inside that place all shopping at the same time. Everybody's bumping into each other. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, because of social media, not social media, but because of you know devices, mm-hmm. telephones, people are on the phone, they're texting each other. So they're not really paying attention. Yeah. So they're not doing a very good job as a steward of moving up and down the aisles. Mm-hmm. And it used to bug me to have to go. I'd go at midnight you yeah. know, when nobody was there. Yeah. But now I can walk in at two o'clock on a Saturday afternoon and know that I'm going to walk in, have an easy shopping experience and leave. But I also know that I might have to wait outside for 15 minutes. So for 15 minutes, I listen to a podcast. There you go. (laughs) Right? Got to change the way you live. In my day job, I work for, you know, it's a software consulting firm. Okay. And uh, it's cool to see some of the industries that are growing or or things that are changing. One of our clients, they're, they're, uh, you know, Boston-based, they make robots okay. for the warehouse and grocery industry. And Walmart invested big time in them. You can just you can look them up. Are these uh, like those things that kind of go around the store? The, the, no, not the store itself, but the warehouse in the back. Oh, in so, the warehouse. So picture, you know, you're on on the Walmart site and you're you're ordering groceries or whatever you want to order. Yeah. Once you order that, there's a warehouse and you know connected to the store. That's the vision of this this next generation store. There's a warehouse. There's one in Salem, New Hampshire right now. Nice. And there's robots moving around, grabbing the, the thing, the item that you ordered, picking it into a tote. The robot brings it to a guy. The guy puts it into a bag. And then it gets set set aside for you to basically go up to a drive through and pick it up. Wow. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's where, you know, that's your grocery experience is probably going to turn into that, man. If you want to go into the store, fine. But, you know, maybe in five years from now, people aren't going to even walk into a store it'll just be order it drive through and pick it up or right. or you can walk in and grab it from some kiosk like you do at Panera or whatever yeah, but right. you may not be walking the aisles anymore no, no that's you, that's gonna be that's gonna be done especially with now I think it would be kind of now I'm I kind of yeah. like what you just said you yeah. just brought that up I'm thinking to myself if I was sitting at my computer and I had this big interface of all of the inventory for wherever I'm going let's say I went to a grocery store and I'm like, I want that, this, that, yeah. this, that, this all. If they update it consistently so that I knew what the specials were, all yeah. the coupons were actually built into the software. I just begin to type it all out. Maybe I pay a small service fee to get it up. I don't care yeah. if I just went up there and I don't have to wait. And somebody just goes, are you number 10? Yep. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was one of the first businesses when the internet first started, right? There was some grocery, they didn't work out. I think they didn't figure out the logistics of, I think it was a delivery thing, right? Yeah. If you remember. Like a Peapod. Type yeah. Thing. The Peapod, that didn't yeah. really work out. But, and also people weren't, <laughs> confident about like the produce like what am I going to get I want to be able to pick it myself and feel it and touch it and smell it but if you can get confident on the the um, you know the quality of what you're going to get and and have a situation where either it gets delivered or you can just drive up and get it yeah Yeah. if you start the process and you gain confidence in it and the produce is good 
and everything seems to be done well, you win. Sometimes you need something like this to happen with COVID that it really forces certain industries to change. Yeah, and, because they yeah. won't easily change mm-hmm. because the bottom line is the buck. Yeah. So unless they can see a reward that's you know huge, why bother? Yeah. You know, but this has to happen now. Mm-hmm. You know, in every difficult time in history, there's always been those who made it awesome for themselves. You know, I said to my daughter the other day, she was asking me a little bit about this. And I said, can you, um, would you like to be the person that owns the Charmin toilet paper company? And she goes, yeah. How about the 3M company Mm -hmm. and the Purell companies, Mm -hmm. whoever owns these companies? You see, this is their time, Mm -hmm. but they've done their due diligence. They've been there for America. They've got a good quality business and now we call upon them and Mm -hmm. they're going to make revenue for it. And I don't have a problem with it. Mm -hmm. I'm just a little bummed I'm not there. (laughs) You didn't do it yourself, (laughs) yeah. I mean, think about Zoom meetings, right? I mean, at the end of the day, it's not going to... It's not going to take over for everything, but think about how many meetings. I mean, I've been in sales. It's been a long time since I've been on a plane and I don't miss it. And there's a lot of meetings that I could have done probably just on Zoom, but they're they're still you're still going to need that face to face at some point. And 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 for many things that people need, like you said, that that connection. But a lot of meetings can be done. Client meetings can be done yeah. on Zoom, especially those early ones. So you you would be mm-hmm. you probably you already are. Mm-hmm. You're that guy that can sit in a room and move people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to believe you the minute I see you, just the way it goes, and I mm-hmm. pick things up fast. I try to. So yeah. you live your life that way. Mm-hmm. You will be the leader, and anybody who's coming up with you or behind you who has the ability to communicate with passion and empathy at the same time. We're thirsty for this kind of leadership because there's so much digital communication that we're missing that incredible piece of who we are. And it needs somebody to fill that void. It always has, even before this. I've been Mm. telling the young generation that I'm working with, Mm. listen, you guys are driven for grades and GPAs. Mm. And and, and listen, I was too when I was a kid. But Mm -hmm. something that I've learned is that things get done when ideas pop up and people can then be led with a great idea. And what does mm. it take to lead? Somebody who's trustworthy and can communicate. Mm. So in today's world now and moving forward, it's really given not to the, what do they say, to the uh, uh, to the victors go the spoils. I'm mm. just saying to the ones who learn how to communicate and have mm. compassion and empathy, those are the people that they're going to want in the managerial positions, in the leading positions. Otherwise, all we are is a robotic world. Mm, it's like mm. you still need someone to come once in a while into yeah. like in my office, like when Comcast or wherever comes to me, I said, send them down. We could do it over the phone. No, not in this particular case. Mm. This is an every two year event. Mm. I'd like to know who I'm, who I'm working yeah. with. Yeah. That's yeah. all. Yeah. And I, and I really, and I really mean that. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me more about the things that have been going on with your businesses, because this is one instance of things. What are the things have you noticed that people are doing now in relationship to all this COVID stuff? Yeah, so I got into franchising like five years ago. So uh, it's a company in the beauty industry. It's, there's 800 in the country. Um, European Wax Center, if you've heard of it. But oh. I've got three locations. And um, yeah, I mean, since this started, 
uh, we, like so many small businesses, we had to lay everybody off. So I have, you know, maybe 40 plus employees in three locations. And, uh, you know, with the, with the promise, I guess you can say that everybody has a job back when we, when we open back up, but it's not like we can just, um, you know, pay everybody on day one. I think that was one of the problems. It was great. And we now have some, uh, some funding, you know, some, uh, a loan from, from the government, the PPP loan. Yeah, the PPP, yeah. But, uh, you know, one thing I learned through the process, it just took forever. The, the application process and actually finally getting the funds distributed, it took weeks. It took four to eight weeks, whatever. I don't, I don't even remember exactly when I started the application process, but it took at least a month, right? right. So I think the, the intention for that was to be able to pay your employees during that time, they call it, you know, two and a half months worth of pay, right? Right. But when you don't get it for six weeks, what are those employees doing? They're 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 getting unemployment. And right. and the thing that I learned is um, you know, we're in the we're in the beauty industry, uh, and like so there's you know, there's estheticians who are doing their thing and they're 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 used to making commissions and tips and they can make a lot of money, especially this is the prime time of year when you're doing something in the in the yeah, beauty industry. Hair, and, hair removal, right? Yeah. But uh, front desk, they're actually getting more with unemployment, <laughs> right? So that's about that's a tough thing for for yeah. a for a business owner where, uh, you know, they also make commissions, but there's some, there's some uh, extra incentive monthly where they're getting some, you know, another six hundred dollars a month or something. Right. So so the government's actually de incentivizing them to kind of want to come back to work. There's a lot of people who want to come back to work, but th- there's a certain sector or there's a certain group within the industry that's just like you know what i'm making more money just collecting unemployment even though it's going to go away at some point yeah july 31st yeah so so we're in this kind of weird like predicament where charlie baker we're in kind of phase two so we can open most likely between i would say june 8th to june 15th at some point we're going to open yeah uh and people are happy about that and business will come back i don't think it'll ever be at least in the beginning, we've got to have some regulations on how many people can be in the lobby, how sure. many people, how we we're doing like contactless check in, and we're gonna have a screen guard at the front desk and all that. But uh, we're gonna have trouble getting some people back because they're gonna be like, you know, I don't want to start. A, I'm scared, or B, I'm making more money right now than I'd be making next week. Right. I can wait till July 31st. Well, guess what? The business can't wait till July 31st. We're gonna be open right. June 8th. So. I think a lot of businesses are dealing with that where it's this weird kind of situation and try to get people motivated to get back. You're kind of on your own too. You got to just figure it out. Yeah. I was very fortunate 30 years in business. I have quite a few contacts in my life. People I've helped Mm -hmm. And one was a financier that um, made sure that we were the first application Mm. So I was already done with my application. It opened on a Friday, the PPP program, mm-hmm. and I was completely done on Wednesday. So okay. it went in. I had it all. I, when I say I had it completed, I did nothing, to be honest with you. You had I, the hookup. My wife, just, Lisa, though, oh, she, she is she a carried total you total rock as usual. Star. Yes, right. <laughs> she, <laughs> she did. She carried, she carried, the she carried me and the okay, entire business and the practice together. Good. The woman is amazing. Mm-hmm. So she did all the work, got mm-hmm. online, and then had all the questions answered from the mm-hmm. accountant, from the financier at the bank, all these people. Lisa had it all done. And then when Friday came, it was complete, and I got a notification from my friend at the bank. He said, you're good. And then two weeks later, he said, you've been approved and then the money will be in the bank in 24 hours. Yeah. And it was. That's great. That's I was fast. Like, Whoa. That's but fast. It, yeah. the thing was, it wasn't a lot of money. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I would like some more. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't we all? Wouldn't we all? We'd like some more. Actually, that's the, the one situation where I feel like we, we got a fair amount for us, for, the, for our business size and everything. But here's the thing. It, there's, it's supposed to be used for, so whatever bank sees me fine. Yeah. Because I know I'm going to be paying it back at this point because I don't think I'm going to be able to spend that 75% or more on my employees because guess what? They're not I there. go back to them and they're like... I'm just going to stay on unemployment. I'm good. I'm making more money with it. Do they, right? Can they stay on unemployment if they're, if they're not really unemployed? If you had a PPP program and, you were, and the government subsidized, we'll just say, yeah. you know, whatever amount for yeah. the next eight to 12 weeks, yeah. right? Don't they? They would go off of unemployment. So that's the, the right. challenge is, is, is telling them, well, I've got PPP funds. I can pay you now. And right. they're like, no, I'm good. So how does so that now work? for me, so for me, I've got money and I want to spend it. You're gonna get goofed on this. I'm gonna get you? goofed, and yeah. that's why that's another challenge for these small businesses like us. It's like, yeah, we can pay them, but they've been de-incentivized to want it because they're getting paid so much by the uh, government. I never saw it from that perspective. Right? Now they're getting it from I the government, it. and yeah. I, I, I want them to be taken care of. A lot of them are single moms. Like, sure. Guess what? Like they should be taken care of, but it's almost like, where's the line? Because yeah. it, now it's going to... See, if they run. remove that, then you'd be in a good position. And everybody, when I say remove that, remove the inc- the extra yeah. $600 incentive. Yeah. Because, you know, I understand where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I also have to caution everybody listening to this, mm-hmm. that if you if you mess up your, your, your employment with somebody, when all these funds run out, which isn't going to take long... Yeah. You may not have a job to go back to. That's the thing. We're gonna if if they don't come back, we're gonna have to hire people to come back, or, or right. somebody's gonna want that job. So, I think that's the it's a tough decision on their part as well. I think they need to just look at the long term. Hopefully, they will. Um, but yeah, that's the that's the t- so we'll use it obviously for startup because there's still if you're a business you're you're restarting like ours. A lot of it, yeah, people are ready to come back, right. but a lot of it you have to restart. So you've got to do the marketing three, four weeks ahead of time to tell people that you're opening. Right. You've got to get all of the new, there's a lot of requirements, especially if you're in our type of business for the PPE, you know, the, the masks yep. and the gloves and the, and, the, and the cleanliness. You've got to have a certain amount of time before and after you see clients that you've got to clean. So we've got to, we've got to adhere to that and make sure our guests feel comfortable with right. it. But then, and then there's also going to be the payroll that you pay once we start. You know, it's not like I have money now for the for the next month of payroll. We're going to start slow. It's not like people are just going to be. Yeah, you can be taking in, in a small percentage, but you still have to pay a full percentage fare for being there. Exactly. So that first four to six weeks is going to help. That PPP loan will help with that. Right. Startup. So. Yeah, that's it. another thing you have to learn. Holy crud. It's been, it's been interesting. And, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, people listen to this, hopefully though, but I'm sure they're finding the same issues, but, yeah. uh, yeah, you got to restart and kind of reinvent. And, um, luckily it's a part of a corporate, uh, a really well-run uh, corporate franchise. So, right. um, what's great. Yeah. I can still have my day job and, and not have to think about all of the different things. I don't have to invent the, you know, the process or the procedures right. or, or the promotions. It's all there. Uh, and just a matter of yeah. enacting it and enacting. moving forward. It. You have to enact it. You have to have the right team and make sure that they're executing. But it's interesting. There's a lot of people over there ready to come back. They yeah. want normalcy. They want to have that part of their routine back. So I think that people really, I mean, I have a, a lot of people in my family. So I, I'm mm-hmm. one of eight. But I have a brother and a sister. Mm-hmm. And they do pretty good. Mm-hmm. And they were given some relief 
Good. And one of my brothers is on unemployment. And it's a natural thing for him because the industry that he's in this time of year is usually off. And he's like, they pay me an extra 600 bucks. I don't want an extra 600 bucks. Mm-hmm. I was like, you don't want an extra 600 bucks? He goes, I do, but I don't want it this way. Yeah. That's dumb. Mm. He goes, I'm a successful guy and I work hard and I make money. I just want to go back to work. Mm-hmm. I'm not incentivized to stay home. Yeah. And you know what? Not for nothing. And I don't mean to offend anybody mm-hmm. out there, but you probably will be. Mm-hmm. If you're sitting home collecting an extra 600 like a fat cat mm-hmm. thinking this is great, I say to you, reconsider yeah. at some point how long you just want to sit back and milk this. Because if everybody milks it, we're all in huge trouble. Yeah. And where is the desire to just do what's right for yourself? Mm-hmm. Working, I'm not saying we all should work like some you know drone society, mm-hmm. but when you have purpose and you have passion and you want to help others, like for me, I want to help and so do you. Mm-hmm. Like I'm one of the necessities being a doctor. I still mm-hmm. go into work every day. But mm-hmm. what do I see there when I get there? I see people that are frazzled and stressed and mm-hmm. their bodies are a mess. And I'm like, come on, mm-hmm. you know, don't do this forever. So in other words, there has to be some passion within each one of us. We all have it. Sometimes it hasn't been well discovered and it just takes more time. But I can tell you one thing. There's no passion in sitting around collecting free money from the government unless you need it, like I and you and other business owners need it right now. But I don't want to be doing this two months from now. I want to be back on my payroll 100%, seeing the people I need to see. And any PPE or PPP money that came in and it dries up, be gone. I don't care. I want to get back to being in control of my, my own financial destiny, whatever that means. Because I don't want somebody else to have control about the choices and the decisions and how I'm going to feel in my life. I want that to be my own. Mm-hmm. And others go, well, I'm scared. Well, I am too. Being scared doesn't mean you're not capable. Yeah. It just means you're going to have to dig your heels in the sand a little bit and find some courage. And courage is what? Mm-hmm. It's facing what you're fearful of and not quitting. It's like, keep going. Can you imagine, again, Memorial Day was yesterday, 1941. It's December 7th. We get pounded in Pearl Harbor. Did we cry? Mm -hmm. Well, we cried for the loss of the soldiers. But then, so within six weeks, we have two massive wars going on in two different theaters of the world. Mm -hmm. And what did we do as in America? We dug our heels in the sand and we built an armada. Mm -hmm. We put women to work, which was incredible. Mm -hmm. Women who went to work during World War II said it was the best thing ever. For the first time, America got to see the strength of a woman's resolve. Mm -hmm. Rosie the Riveter, right? Mm -hmm. She was working her tush off, Mm -hmm. trying to support for the men that were going to go out and do do the fighting. It was a conglomerate. Everybody came together. And we've kind of gotten away from that. And it's, it's sad. And I'm like, will this bring us back? I don't know, but I'm, yeah. I'm hoping something, you know, where we're less divided and we're more connected. And to be honest with you, Amir, aren't, isn't there more about us that connects us than separates us? There, it should be. Yeah, I think there is. I, th- I think that it just goes down to like, I think there's just too many people entitled, man. They just feel that we've gotten too like fat and rich, you know, this, this country, right? Like, and there's a lot of people who are just like, you know, I want to go back to my life. I want to go back to my happy life. Of course they should, they should want to, Yeah. but guess what? Not everybody can. And, uh, you've got to, we've got to all come together to figure this out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the future is going to bring with this thing, but I do know Mm -hmm. one thing that I am closer now with my children than Mm -hmm. I was going into this. Same. And I didn't know that it was going to turn out this way. But when it did, wow. And even me for myself, I have a lot of years working and establishing and growing what I've grown. Mm. And it takes a tremendous amount of work. And I have 
Then that guy that wakes up takes a deep breath and goes, it's Thursday. And what is Thursday to, mm-hmm. to the doctor? That means that I work from 8.30 in the morning to mm. usually 8.30 at night. Mm. It's seeing people's condition and their pain and their struggle and being there for each one of them. It's exhausting. I love it. But at the end of the day, I am one pooped out guy. And then Friday comes and I'm working on podcasting. I'm working on this. I'm working on that. So I'm on a constant schedule. And I bet everybody listening to this can resonate with that. That mm. There's always a schedule that you have to be on. Yeah. And you need to perform well during that schedule and keep it up. Because if you don't, you're going to have a problem. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, son of a gun. And I taught my, I've learned through this that I've been much more relaxed and I just feel a little easier. Like I'm going in this afternoon at 2.30 to mm-hmm. see patients, 2.30 to 5.30. Okay. Now, because as you mentioned about the guidelines, I only see two or three people in an hour. Okay. But I get more time with them. Yeah. So I'm like, well, this is actually who I am anyway. So this isn't hurting me in the least. The only th- the bottom line is the revenue. You mm-hmm. know, if I was, and I still have some revenue from the government, but if I had, you know, like my friends in Wisconsin, they opened up a lot of what's going on up there. He's back to seeing the number of people that he was seeing before and helping, which is filling up his bank book and he's helping people. Good. I'm like, I want that Good. again. Hopefully we'll get back there soon. Man. Yeah. Did you just, re- you just reopened a couple of weeks ago or? No, I've been open one? the whole time. The whole time. Yeah. This is essential. Yeah. Once you're essential. Yeah. I got the uh, notification from the state yeah. and uh, you know, it, uh, then you had to, basically find out if you're that essential worker and I was that essential worker. So, and we've learned a system, my wife and I of cleaning up uh, everything, you know, it's, it's, it's washing constantly. It's a, it's really difficult, but you got to do it. Now, if I was seeing my old rotation of 40 patients in a day, Mm -hmm. I can't, I could, but washing my hands 40 times a day, running to and back from the bathroom every five seconds is, it's pretty hard. It's tough. Yeah. So but I'm probably plan- seeing like 10 to 20% of that. Yeah. Yeah. That. Not that, yeah. And you know, I'm, I'm washing, I'm going to continue to do hand washing mm-hmm. into the future. Yeah. So that not only for myself, because I very rarely get ill, but my immune system functions very high because mm-hmm. I'm not stressed as, as my clients are, my patients are, they're stressed out. Their immune system goes mm-hmm. and they wind up feeling sick. They come to see me. But when the flu is going to come back, it always comes back every year. I'd like to be ahead of the game, make sure that my office stays really clean. We don't spread anything around. That's great. And we'll see what happens. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, hopefully uh, we can look at it and say, wow, this was a year where the flu didn't beat us up as bad as it did the last few years. Yeah. And maybe, maybe we learned something from this. I don't know. Cleanliness is always good. So if that's what people, <laughs> if people are going to be more clean about things and you know, that's good. good yeah. I mean, that. how can yeah. you argue that one? Yeah. You know? What so. are you taking for supplements? Are you doing anything for? Well, I take, um, I take, uh, I take Glutaclear from Metagenics, which is basically N-acetylcysteine, which helps with liver detoxification. Okay. The liver makes uh, glutathione. Glutathione is the number one protector of our body from free radical damage. Okay. So you'll see people that might live to 110, right? Mm-hmm. Or 105. Like, how do they live that long? Mm-hmm. You know, most people have pretty much broken down their tissues, but mm-hmm. those people have a high concentration of antioxidant. And that mm-hmm. antioxidant is called glutathione. Mm-hmm. There's a superoxide dismutase. There's a few other ones in there, but that's a really important one. So to develop your own, which comes from the liver, you add an acetylcysteine to your liver or to your diet, and then you add an alpha-lipoic acid, mm-hmm. and then you connect that with co- uh, coenzyme Q10. Those mm. three are the three major hitters for my particular system. On top of that, it's essential fats. So I'm taking omega-3 omega fish threes. oils, as yeah, you I'm people out those. there probably yeah. know. So yeah, fish yeah. oils are really great. Magnesium is seriously important for brain. What about zinc? 
zinc as zinc. well okay. for the immune system. Uh, also, vitamin K okay. is fantastic. That's a coagulant, right? So, mm-hmm. um, our anticoagulant. Mm-hmm. So they give that to babies when they're born. But vitamin K helps to increase cerebral circulation. And okay. we need more blood supply to the brain as a consequence of our more sedentary lifestyles. Mm-hmm. And people are developing cognitive behavioral problems, whether it's depression and anxiety or literally moving from dementia to Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. There's so many things we can do. Vitamin D, super important. Vitamin D, you get it from the sun. But you do. don't get it from the sun. Yeah. You get it from cholesterol. So this cholesterol yeah. in your skin, ultraviolet light from the sun hits your skin, converts that uh, cholesterol into a pre-vitamin D, goes mm-hmm. to your liver, goes to your kidneys, and then there's a few other pieces added to it, then it becomes vitamin D. Why is it so important? For bones. Yeah. No, 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 people. Mm-hmm. It's for brain. It's yeah. for the immune system. Yeah. It's for everything. Every cell in the human body has a receptor for vitamin D. We're beginning to learn more and more how important vitamin D levels are. And for people at home right now who don't know this, if your vitamin D levels drop below uh, 30 on your labs, mm-hmm. nanograms per deciliter. So you go to your doctor, says, hey, it's around 27 is your vitamin D. Is that good? Mm-hmm. People don't know. Mm-hmm. And I go, hey, the New England Journal of Medicine says you drop below 30 in your vitamin D, you're gonna increase the risk of pancreatic cancer and uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma amongst a few other colon cancers. That's wow. 50% increase That's in the susceptibility. And it's like, we could take care of this if we could go outside more. Mm-hmm. Even forget the COVID thing. How about, I don't get out at all because all I do is work 70 hours a week mm-hmm. and by the time I can get out, it's too dark. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, that stinks. Of course, magnesium's wonderful to relax the muscles. Mm-hmm. Our muscles, when somebody passes away, for instance, uh, and let's say they passed away in their home, an elderly person, we didn't get to them for two or three days. You go in, their body's like as stiff as a board, right? So that we call mm-hmm. them stiffs. I know it's probably not a very nice <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> it is what not it is. very politically correct. <laughs> right, yeah. but it is, they're stiff. Yeah. So what's happened is that in order to contract and relax muscle, you need calcium. Okay. Calcium's pulled out of the bone by uh, parathyroid hormone. And you're thinking, who's listening to this? Mm-hmm. Doctor, mm-hmm. slow down. Yeah, no, but there's this some- good. This is good. You should write this stuff later because I need to I need to. You need write to know it. I, I got a couple of these things, but- Well, there's some recognize. kids out there today, yeah. you know, that's that study this stuff and they should know. Like mm-hmm. even like the college kids, like I'm helping this gentleman from Canada right now. He's trying to pass his neuro boards mm-hmm. and I was one of the neuro teachers and professors that taught all over the globe. He's like, you seem to have this down. I'm like, dude, it took a long time to get it down. Mm-hmm. But you have to understand how the whole thing integrates with itself. And I don't have it all down, but I have it down a lot more so than somebody else mm. uh, that doesn't do this work. So looking at our bodies and looking at the way we we translate information, we can help ourselves big time by adding the natural elements that our body needs to function. Mm. Humans are, are literally um, organic because we're made of carbon. That's what organic means. So when you look for life, you look for carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, and nitrogen. Mm. <clears throat> if you have those four elements... Then you're organic. So a tree has it, a mare has it, mm-hmm. your kids have it, my kids have it, uh, the animals outside have it, the leaves have it, it's in the streams. In mm-hmm. other words, you're one with it all. Mm-hmm. But many of us, unfortunately, don't 
have that perspective that I don't mm-hmm. need nature and I don't need these. Yes, you do, you knucklehead. Mm-hmm. That's what you're made of. Mm-hmm. You're made up of these particular elements. And if you pay attention to it and you meditate, for instance, or you pray and mm-hmm. you get into a different phase of life rather than worrying about every little fat molecule and what you're eating every five seconds, which I don't have a problem with. I think mm-hmm. it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's where it began. But the most important thing, if you haven't asked me, but I'm going to tell you anyway, yeah. the most important thing in your life ever will not be what you ate and how much you drank and how much sleep you got. Mm-hmm. Even though they are super important, mm-hmm. the most important thing is how you see a situation, mm-hmm. how you want to see it. If you think you're going to get screwed, mm-hmm. you're going to release the chemistry from the brain that's going to overwhelm your genetics and cause damage to cells, which will then unfortunately give mm-hmm. birth to new cells along a new cell line called cancer mm-hmm. and say goodbye to your otherwise beautiful life because you had cranial rectal syndrome. And that's when your head's mm-hmm. so far up your ass, yes, I said it, mm-hmm. that you couldn't make sense of anything. Mm-hmm. And then you take your cues from all the wrong players. Mm-hmm. And if that player is on a media outlet, don't take that cue. Mm-hmm. If it's an advertisement, don't take that cue. Just listen to it, step back for a minute, and give it some thought about how it's going to impact you, your health, and who you are. Do I need hot pockets today? I don't think so. You know, do I need a new Cadillac STS? I personally don't. Somebody else will. But what I do need is time spent with people that I care about. And what happens then? And I'm sleeping better during this epidemic. Are you? Same. Yeah. 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 You know, your demeanor after seeing, you know, I haven't seen you in a little bit, so it's nice to have mm-hmm. you on, yeah. but you're relaxed. Mm-hmm. Even your posture's relaxed. Your muscles are relaxed. And yet you've got a, a meeting in 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. You're just going to have to get on it again. But that's okay, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's been great. I, I feel like, no, I, I'm with you. It's it's all about the perspective, right? Yeah. And uh, I don't know, it, it, times are scary, but at the same time, you've got to live. You gotta, we've got to figure it out. You've always had a pretty good perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's hard when you're a little younger because perspectives get spanked by the mm-hmm. events of our lives. Mm-hmm. But eventually you realize that, how old are you now? 42. So you're 42. You've lived through a lot of a stuff. A couple of recessions now, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, listen, there's the birth of children. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know if you've had loss. Are your mom and dad still with us? Both still here, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, at some point, if mm-hmm. nature is what nature is, we lose a parent. Mm-hmm. And that's another facet of life. Me at 55, I lost my father. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had family members with cancer. Mm-hmm. I've gone through so many ups and downs in life, and all of it is just a story. Mm-hmm. It's Pete and Amir's story. Mm-hmm. And I, you don't know if you heard me say this before, but I'm going to have a little laugh with you here. It's a it's a 95, 95 chapter book and Amir's on chapter forty two. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, if if the movie doesn't have ups and downs, then it really isn't something no one wants to see, right? Mm-hmm. It has to have twists. Yeah. You can't have great joy without great suffering. They yeah. actually are one. Yeah. I mean, it's terrible, but they have to do what? They have to manifest off each other. How would you know you're happy unless you were ever sad, mm-hmm. and vice versa? Mm-hmm. It's like, so how did you know that life was actually spinning out of control and you were part of it and didn't realize it? We had to get smacked by a, an epidemic. Right. If you were smart enough to make some changes with it, cool. If mm-hmm. you weren't, then it's going to be a long road, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Painful road, too. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Not where I want to be. But, you know, so I, I wanted to say, number one, uh, mm-hmm. that for anybody who's listening on this podcast as we wrap up today, that they're also welcome to come over to YouTube and see Amir and I uh, on video as well. I'm at uh, Dr. Peter Prococo, all one word, Dr. Peter Prococo, uh, at YouTube. 
But, um, you know, it's been a while since we've had a time to sit down and chat. And this has been a really fun experience. So I want to say thank you so much for coming on today. And uh, I definitely want to do this again with you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. No, it was fun. It's yeah. good. So uh, you stay healthy. And make sure you take care of that beautiful family of yours. And uh, when the new one comes, we'll celebrate. Absolutely. Thank you. You got it, brother. All right. Take care. See you.